Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. Hello, everybody. It's me, Brittany Sheehan of Brittany She and Sleep, your host for the snooze button. Um, I am coming to you today from my office. So I've been waiting for like 30 minutes to record this because there's someone, we don't even share a wall. He's across the hall. He's not even like directly across the hall. He's across the hall, kitty corner. Um, but this guy, I think he went to the Masters and he's been talking, I, I'm pretty sure, from what I could pick up, which I'm not trying to pick up. It's impossible not to hear. Um, he's been talking about it for a long time and it's really loud, but I couldn't wait anymore. I need to get this done. So I hope you can hear me and not him. This is the only dark side of working in an office again. But I'm here today to talk to you about sleep and sickness. So this comes up, I don't know, every single day with clients. Um, and of course, just in my personal life, my oldest, Teddy sweet boy, who is five, is home today from school. He was also home from school yesterday. He was sitting at Easter brunch on Sunday and I looked over at him and he's a really talkative, like, I don't know, energetic kid. And he was just like slumped in his seat, barely eating. And I was like, this does not look good. And I was right, he is very sick. Um, And this season in general, this year, I think as a result of so many of us being like locked up for a long time, and especially kids, right? They were in virtual school, they were, you know, masked up, they were not seeing friends, all of that. And now that everyone's been kind of like released back into the wild, it's like we all literally have years where we were not being exposed to germs the way we normally do and the way we really should for our immune systems. And so everyone is getting so sick. So I thought this was the perfect time. You would think by April we could stop talking about this, but we can't because everyone is still still sick. So let's talk about why is sickness especially scary, excuse me, when it comes to sleep. Here is one sort of like problem I've unpacked from talking to so many families about this, is I think for so many of us, the assumption is that if a child is sick, it's going to impact their sleep negatively. That's just like a given, right? We're not like, oh, I hope it doesn't. It's like, well, it's going to, so what do I do? And so I want us to shift that narrative a little bit because the truth is that's not always the case. In fact, it's often not the case. So instead of coming at it from a perspective of, I pray to God my child doesn't get sick because when they do, everything with sleep is going to fall apart to things are probably going to be fine and the same, and then there are going to be extreme situations where that's not the case because that's really the reality when you have a a child who's a good sleeper. So this is, I feel like sickness is indicative of so many other things that can happen for a baby or toddler where if sleep is precarious to begin with, then you add another factor in and everything falls apart. Here is what I mean. If you are in a situation where your child, and this could be a baby, it could be a toddler, whatever, but you have a child who is not really sleeping well. They're taking really short naps. They're waking up multiple times a night. And maybe you even have a few tricks up your sleeve that seem to work, right? Like maybe for the toddler, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, they only wake up once or twice a night and they come to find me. But like, if I go back and hold their hand for a couple of minutes, they'll fall back asleep. It's like not that big of a deal. Yeah, they're not napping anymore, but like, you know, they're only two and that's not great, but like they just crash at seven and like, it's fine, I'm dealing with it. Or maybe you have a baby where you're like, yeah, they, you know, they only sleep for 45 minutes for their naps and like I sometimes have to hold them, but you know, they're getting some sleep, right? So things are not maybe great 
right now when you're at a baseline and the baby or the, or the child is healthy, right? And then what happens is you throw something else into the mix and everything falls apart, right? So you, you travel, you, um, you have like a day where you're out and about doing stuff, they get sick, you bring home a new baby, you hire a new nanny, they start daycare. Like all of the things that for any child could have like a slight temporary impact on things, it, it just dissolves their sleep because a couple of things are going on. You don't really know what they need necessarily from a sleep perspective. And it's hard to know what's normal and what is not, okay? So if you have a child who's already taking short naps and is already kind of fussy and al already, you know, that second feed of the day isn't great and already, you know, calling you into the room twice a night, then when they get sick and they're calling you in four times a night, like we don't have a good baseline established, right? It's not like, well, yeah, naps are typically an hour and a half and because they're sick that now they've been 45 minutes, right? It's like they, they weren't great to begin with, okay? And the bigger issue is you, you don't have in that situation as the baby or the toddler a great set of coping and soothing skills to help yourself when you're not feeling great, right? So if you already, when you wake up and you're perfectly healthy, you're like, WTF, where's that bottle I was just having? Where's that person who was rocking me? Wait, where's the person who's going to lay with me? That was how you felt even when you were healthy. Now you're under the weather and it's like, it's horrible, right? Now you really need those support things because you, you couldn't even get back to sleep without them when you were healthy, right? And then the kind of third piece of this is, or fourth piece, I don't know how many pieces I've given. Um, another piece of this is you're probably really tired, right? If you already were not taking great naps and not sleeping well through the night and your schedule was kind of funky, then you're not coming from a, a happy, healthy place to begin with, right? So I mean, it's kind of the same thing, and like I'm saying this because I'm somebody, um, I think I was mentioning this on another episode, that I just started working with Parsley Health, which I've really enjoyed. And the reason I signed up for Parsley Health, and yes, I will land this plane, I have a reason for saying this, but the reason I started working with Parsley Health is because I don't have any like chronic uh, health issues, I just know that I could be healthier. And I am really busy, I have three little kids, I have this full-time job, and I am just always running around, and I just don't think about food, right? So I'll be like in the kitchen at 11 and I have a call in five minutes and I'm like, shit, okay, I need to eat something. And there's just like five jelly beans sitting there and I eat them. <laughs> like that is not a good like chaser for my lunch, right? Um, so I joined Parsley Health to help get my like, just my kind of lifestyle back on track. Like how can I be more conscious about um, eating and um, exercise and things like that? And by the way, if you haven't checked out my episode with um, Lindsay of the Daily, Lindsay Wanders Link. It's amazing. Um, it's a couple episodes back, um, one of my most popular guest episodes ever, but she talks a lot about um, diet and sleep and, and drinking and um, exercise, and it's really good. Anyway, my point is, I am somebody who right now, I'm starting to get better, but my diet wasn't great to begin with, right? So then if you threw another, like, dietary issue into the mix, things would have probably dissolved for me, right? Because I wasn't coming from a good baseline. I wasn't coming from a place where I'm having like a great mix of protein and fats and I'm never drinking coffee and I'm never drinking alcohol, right? So like probably from my immune system and, and my health, right? I'm not starting at a good baseline. So then you throw something else into the mix and it gets worse much more quickly than perhaps somebody who's really good about, you know, following the food pyramid and is getting an hour of of direct sunlight exercise every day, all the things. 
And so it's kind of like that with babies and toddlers with sleep, right? So that's the first thing to consider. So then let's flip to the other side of the coin, right? So we've talked about why sickness can be such an issue with a child who doesn't have a great baseline of sleep. Sickness can be such an issue with their sleep, I should say. Now let's talk about a child who has gone through some type of sleep training, sleep guidance process. They're a good sleeper, right? Whether it's a three-month-old or a three-year-old. They're a child who's on a pretty good consistent nap schedule. They sleep through the night. They put themselves to sleep initially, and they are able to put themselves back to sleep if they wake up, right? And along with that, if you're a good sleeper, you probably are a good eater, right? Those things tend to go hand in hand. So we have a great baseline to start off with. So that means when this baby or toddler gets, let's say, a head cold, right? Let's, Because I think, and I will talk about more extreme circumstances, right? We have a, a really high fever. We are throwing up constantly. We're dehydrated. Like, that's different. Let's talk about, like, the typical stuff we'll get. And not even a head cold. It could be hand, foot, and mouth. It could be... Um, like a very mild norovirus, right? Like something, even COVID, like something that is not probably going to have a really significant impact on their overall like health in, in those immediate moments for, for a baby or toddler. So they're not running on a sleep deficit, right? So they're, they're well rested going into this. So we're not already exhausted, okay? And you know what their baseline is. So it's also very easy for a parent in this situation to say, oh my gosh, she's got a little bit of a fever, um, this is a you know a one and a half year old who usually naps from 12:30 to 3:30. I'm gonna let her sleep for an extra 30 minutes because she just seems exhausted because she's so sick. Or I'm gonna put her down 30 minutes early for bedtime, or you know she's usually really good about eating lunch before her nap and she's suddenly not wanting to eat at all. I'm gonna give her a little bit more protein for her snack, right? Like you have a schedule, you have a structure, you have a really good baseline that you can say like this is what our days typically look like from a sleep, feeding, and mood perspective. And this is very clearly different, right? So it's easier for you as the parent to troubleshoot it, to figure out what's going on, to go to the doctor and say, listen, this is what happens every other day and I can tell something's wrong, right? Um, The other two most important things though, I guess this is kind of the same thing together, is that the baby or toddler's automatic response is not to need something external with sleep in general. Therefore, it doesn't suddenly appear when they become sick. Because I hear this a lot from clients, like, you know, someone asked me today, I I literally get asked this almost every day, um, like, what do I do about this when she's sick? Like, everything seems great now, but like, what if he gets sick or she gets sick? And what I have told them, and I've definitely seen this pattern repeat over and over again, because I see it with my own kids, and now I'll see it when clients come back to me and check in and say, listen, you know, he got RSV, and like nothing happened. The sleep was exactly the same. And I'm like, you're right. And I will tell you why that is the case. Because think about you as an adult when you're sick. Let's imagine, again, something like, you know, mild or moderate sickness, right? You have a really nasty head cold. You have a sinus infection. Even maybe like a stomach bug that you're like on day two. You know, you're not getting up to throw up constantly. You just really don't feel good. In those situations you're not necessarily getting as good of the quality of sleep, right? Your quality of sleep is not as strong, but you don't really do anything else other than maybe sleep a little bit longer and you're just a little bit uncomfortable, but you're kind of like rolling around trying to get back to sleep. And like, that's really what you need, right? What you need is to stay hydrated, potentially take some medication and to sleep more, right? You're not suddenly needing other things. There aren't all these special things that are putting you to sleep that you need now a triple dose of. So 
when I will see my kids get sick, which just like every other family in America, they've been sick a ton this year. Um, I don't think truthfully I've had a scenario with any of the three of them that they were proactively calling or needing me and I was having to respond to it versus me doing things proactively to keep them as comfortable and happy and content as they could be in their sleep. The one exception would be the night before the night before Christmas Eve. It was like the 23rd of December. Teddy came out of his room at like 11 p.m., which he never does. This is my five-and-a-half-year-old. And I just heard, Mama, and then just projectile threw up everywhere. And I think it was something he had eaten. I, he wasn't actually like sick, but... I, that was the exception. Other than that, my sweet baker, my three-and-a-half-year-old, had a really bad case of RSV coupled with hand, foot, and mouth on top of what we think was some sort of sinus thing. Um, and what I did with him is a perfect example of what I see a lot happen with clients or just families who have who have good sleep foundations and good sleepers. What happened with him was I was doubling up on the humidifier. I ended up putting two of my canopy humidifiers in his room. We have one in our room. I brought it to his room. So he had two humidifiers running. He was getting saline drops. He was getting cough lollies because he's too young for really like cough medicine. And he was coughing so much that he actually threw up a couple of times. He was really under the weather, right? So I was doing all these things medication-wise, Vicks Vapor Rub on the bottom of his feet, on his back, on his chest. Um, I'm trying to remember all I mean, like, The poor kid had like all these different like things going on. The other thing I did is twice in the middle of the night, two nights in a row, twice in the middle of the night, I went in proactively. He was just in bed with his eyes closed, writhing around coughing. He wasn't looking for me, but I wanted to go in and see if I could make him a little bit more comfortable. So twice, once I think it was like 10 p.m. and then it was again at like 3 a.m., I brought him up into the shower and I hotboxed the bathroom. You know, I put the shower on like the highest possible temperature and we sat there and he was basically half asleep. Um, cuddling his little bear and I sat there and and cuddled him and let the steam just roll through him to try to give him some relief from the incessant coughing that he was experiencing right so my point of telling you that is the only thing that changed with his sleep is me as his mom wanting him to be comfortable and make sure he was okay because he was literally coughing so much he was throwing up I was proactively going in there and getting him out and giving him medication and taking him to steam But there wasn't any scenario where like he was calling for me all night and I had to hold him all night or something because in his little mind, I am there when he's awake. And I mean, he of my three kids is my cuddliest one. Like he is the snuggle. He's a little snuggle bug. Um, And he got all that TLC from me during the day. But his brain isn't automatically like I need her or something to help me sleep just because I'm sick. What he was doing is the same thing an adult would do which is what any kid who has a good sleep foundation does, is he was just trying to make himself more comfortable, right? And I was the one going in and being like, he needs this medication, this stuff. Very similar situation when Delaney was my youngest. She's a year and a half. I think she was uh, 11 months last summer. And she had such a bad head cold that I was going in proactively every few hours and literally like picking her nose and giving her saline drops. And she was pissed. It would wake her up and she would be so pissed at me for going in and doing that. But like her nasal, you know, her nasal passage was literally blocked and I I had to do it so that she could breathe, breathe more easily, I should say. Um, But again, another scenario where like I'm the one sort of managing as an adult knowing what my child needs to be more comfortable and safe, but it's not a situation where they're constantly calling for me, needing me, I'm having to hold them all night. And I think that's the distinction, right? 
So if you're thinking about like, okay, so what do I do to make sure sleep doesn't, or sickness doesn't negatively impact my kid's sleep, I think you know what I'm gonna say, is you gotta get them a good sleep foundation. That is the number one thing you can do to not have sickness completely derail your kid's sleep. Otherwise, let's assume your kid does have a good sleep foundation and you come across you know, any of the plethora of illnesses our poor kids have been subjected to. What you're gonna do is during the day, it is going to be different, right? When they're, I shouldn't say during the day, when they're awake, right? There's a lot of maybe extra snuggles, TLC, they're home from school, you're cuddling with them on the couch, right? Maybe you're feeding them a little bit differently, like giving them things that are really going to boost their immune system um, or just make them happy, right? And then beyond that, I always suggest, and obviously this is going to be specific to each child's situation, but whatever medication your doctor is telling you to give them, right? It's like, I'll oh, give them some Tylenol if the fever doesn't go down, blah, blah, blah. Of course you do that right before bed, whatever the medication is that you should be giving. Um, so you can feel really confident that you've done the best thing that you can to set them up to feel okay in the middle of the night. And then it might be a situation like the ones I've outlined with my kids. You know, it could be something like that where you do need to go in and offer saline drops or, you know, the, the, the doctor told you every, you know, six hours to go give Tylenol or Motrin because of the fever or whatever. But you're proactively going in and offering those things. And just remember this. We're operating now from a place, like this is the mantra I want you to have. We're operating from a place of my kid has a good sleep foundation and when I'm sick, what I need more than anything else is more sleep and hydration, right? So let's not assume that sickness is going to cause sleep issues. We will address them if they come up. But I think if that is not your baseline, you're less likely to like run into the room because you hear your child coughing. Like, okay, they coughed. Like, what are you really going to do if you go in there? You're going to just pick them up? Is that going to help them cough less? Like now you just disrupted their sleep, right? I think we're very quick to feel like we need to do something all the time when sometimes the answer is do less. Literally just do less, right? You've given them the medication, you've given them all the TLC during the day, let them sleep, right? Um, and I think that's a really good place to come from. Being sick does not mean you need to co-sleep. Being sick does not mean they need to be held all night. Being sick does not mean, please, being sick does not mean they need to suddenly eat at night. I cannot tell you guys how often I've heard this, like, well, but I should start nursing again if they get sick. And I will just say, why? Give me, tell me why you think, like, why do you think you need to do that? Um, I don't know, because they're sick. Well, no, when you're sick, do you need a glass of milk? No, you need to sleep, right? Obviously, again, if we're talking about a dehydration issue, um, a child is throwing up, of course they need water and you need to attend to that. And I should say too, obviously, obviously, serious illnesses need to be handled differently, right? If you have a child who has you know, a brutal case of RSV. There was a really bad fever. We have concerns about breathing. Of course, you're doing something differently. So what I'm really talking about with most of this is like your typical, they got an ear infection, they have a head cold, they have, you know, hand, foot, mouth, something like that, where they're just really uncomfortable and it sucks and you just want them to get good sleep, okay? Now, if we're talking about something more serious where you did have to go in, let's say, here's a good like common example. Maybe you have a toddler who's throwing up at night, right? They're sick, they have a, the stomach bug, and maybe you do need to literally like sleep on the floor that night or in a spare bed um, because they're like throwing up throughout the night and someone needs to be there to help them. Remember that kids and, and babies too can understand nuance, right? So the only time I will see people who have a good sleep foundation to begin with 
suddenly get totally off the rails and it's like a disaster you know they come back to me six months later everything was great until this month and then you know he got sick and this is what happened it's because the behavior that needed to change for one or two days or one or two nights just trickled into forever right so maybe you let's use that toddler throw up example for one or two nights you actually did need to be there because they were throwing up a lot night three no one's throwing up anymore but you just kind of feel bad because they don't feel good that's the time where you draw the line and say, I was in here sleeping with you because you were throwing up and it's important that mommy knows that you're okay and that I'm here to do that. And now I'm so happy you're not throwing up anymore and you're feeling a little bit better. So mommy's gonna come check on you a lot tonight and see how you're doing. And we're gonna make sure you get your medicine before bed and you're gonna be feeling better in no time and things are going back to normal, right? And you're communicating that and being very clear that's the only thing you need to do, right? And even if they give you a little protest for that one night, it'll just be one night, right? If this is a kid who every night of their lives has slept in their own room that they can remember at least, um, and you come in for two nights when they're violently throwing up, they will very much understand why you're not doing it the third night. They might push back a little bit because it was fun having you there, right? But that's all you need to do as a parent is get, get back on track as quickly as possible and then it won't become, you know, this new kind of like habit that forms that you're like, oh shit, how do I get out of this? That only happens if the thing that you did for one or that you should have been doing maybe for one or two days becomes something you do for two months. Then obviously it's much harder, right, to course correct that stuff. Okay, so I hope that gives you guys some good, some good thoughts around sickness. Um, like everything else, having a great sleep foundation makes all of the other craziness that life throws at us a little bit easier. And sickness is no exception. So, okay, wishing you all health and wealth this week and uh, no fevers, no puking. And I'll see you guys next week. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it. So make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.